There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There is no better group of plants for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook here to answer some of your gardening queries. Later on, I'll be joined by Steve McCurdy, Managing Director of Majestic Trees, one of our top large tree growers in this country. Our thanks to Thompson & Morgan, sponsors of this podcast. Who was it speaking about drought a few weeks ago? Boy, we've had a lovely rain this week. Uh, I just hope it knows when to stop. But uh, I could have done without that rough wind. Oh, goodness. Laid several of my delphiniums low. I cursed that. But last weekend in Devon for a funeral. What a beautiful county that is. Goodness. Those narrow roads with the trees right over the top and chocolate box villages pretty well everywhere you went as I drove from Exeter to Sidmouth. Devon in June, well worth a a day or two just to uh, enjoy our beautiful countryside. I was one of the judges at the Chelsea Flower Show for new products and Agrolan have uh, a weed-suppressing mulch made from recycled plastic bottles. That looked to me to be quite interesting. Uh, The best thing about it was that when you pour water onto this uh, quite thick piece of woven matting the water ran straight through i bought some weed suppressing mulch from a garden center recently uh, and that was totally waterproof i don't know how the manufacturer thought the rain was going to get through to the plants Uh, but certainly the agriland mulch doesn't have that problem and also the uh, second prize in uh, that competition was the hip trug from bergen and ball now i've just started to pick raspberries he says, bragging a bit. And that little hip trug is very useful. It's just like a little plastic pocket that fits on your waist belt and it means you can pick a soft fruit with two hands and just drop it into the truck. As it happens, my raspberry is the new compact growing uh, Ruby Beauty, I think it's called, from Thompson & Morgan. Uh, and a uh, very nice raspberry it is too. If you're thinking, oh, that's a bit early to be picking raspberries, Well, yes, mine were under polythene and it will be uh, another week or 10 days, I would think, before we start picking anything outside. The other new product that I thought was uh, interesting came from Bosch and it's a small, one-handed, battery-driven chainsaw, if you could imagine such a thing. And the cutting chainsaw will just be two or three inches long. A really unusual, innovative thing. One would need to be careful, I think, how you use that because, boy, it went through wood a bit quick. But uh, there were one or two uh, words of advice, too, that we need to give you, especially after this very hot weather, and that's on glass houses or cold frames. If you've got anything like that with uh, plants growing inside, essential that you paint the glass with some form of shading. 
I've uh, usually recommended Cool Glass, all one word, C-O-O-L-G-L-A-S-S. It's white, and the best thing about it is that you paint it on, it sticks on the glass, and then in September when you need to take the shading off, you just get a piece of cloth and you can just polish it off and it leaves the glass perfectly clean again. Sometimes you'll see people recommending putting up green shading in a greenhouse. Now that's not very good advice at all. If you have that, quite honestly, it increases the heat. The beauty of the white cool glass and other white shading materials is it reflects light and so reduces the heat within the greenhouse. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm very pleased to introduce you today to somebody I hold in very high esteem, uh, Mr. Steve McCurdy. Steve, how are you today? I'm really good, thanks, Peter. Now, I wonder, could we, Steve, take you right back to the beginning? Uh, um, lots of people wonder how you get into this industry and make the kind of success you have. So how did you start? Well, truthfully, it was a combination of my grandmother, who was an avid horticulturalist, she was a farmer's wife. Anything she wanted to grow, whether it was vegetables, dahlias, you know, fruit orchards, vegetables, a lot. She just grew them brilliantly. I used to spend eight, ten weeks a year with her, so she got me really into it. Then I used to also watch Gardener's World, of course, and see none of the but Mr. Peter Seabrook in those days on there. <laughs> but there's lots of people inspired me in my early days to get into horticulture. And when I came to the end of leaving school, I had a choice whether I was going to continue on, do A-levels and do architecture, or go into horticulture. And the truth of the matter is I got more and more inspired by horticulture. And I'm really grateful now I made that decision because it's been a good 40 years since then. And that architectural interest, it shows, doesn't it, really? You know, with the buildings you've got on the nursery, you, you obviously had a talent in that direction. Yeah, I mean, I used to, I did like engineering drawing when I was doing A-level or A-levels in those days, of course. But, um... I do have fun designing buildings, nursery, etc. Get my drawing board out and doing it, but I wouldn't say I'm an expert in that area. Just as a you know serious interest. And so, what was your first job then? My first job was at Thomas Rochford and Sons. I don't know if you remember them, Peter. I remember them very well. What a fantastic yeah. firm that was! Yeah, yeah. That was a, it. Was a fantastic houseplant nursery, who. Um, 
were the, I think, fourth generation. Unfortunately, the fourth generation didn't have the interest that the previous three generations had. But at the time I went there in 1976, there was 400 employees there working on this, this nursery. And it was absolutely fantastic. Old man Rochford and his wife were just so passionate about what they did. And it was quite infectious. I remember the first time I went to Chelsea Flower Show in 1977. Mrs. Rochford was there. He setting up a huge display. And, and um, a whole bunch of us apprentices were all in there helping, you know, unload the trucks and place the trees as she directed us. And it was very inspiring. I mean, they had those St. Paulias, I remember, bigger yeah. than dinner plates with the leaves all arranged as a doily and then a great mm. mound of flowers. Jock Davidson was involved there, wasn't he? Was that, That's right. Jock? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jock Davidson was really in head of shows, but um, Mrs. Rochford was a landscape architect. She designed this, this stands. Those big African violets were three plants, plant grown together, and they just kept teasing the leaves out cutting out leaves and they just make I mean it's incredible the miniature cyclamen remember those Peter where you get like 60 80 blooms above the foliage and there's still loads of bud behind it yeah beautiful it's incredible and, and, and tremendous skill and so after Rochford's then how many years do you do with them I did a three-year apprenticeship with them and then I was honored they picked me I was just one of the lucky two that got to go to America that year and we went to California of all places we didn't learn such about how to grow things, but we got an inspiration about what was possible in horticulture. I think that was the biggest thing we got from being in America. And I think it was the same for me. In 1976, I went over to the American Association of Nurserymen, and boy, when I went on to some of those really big nurseries, it opened my eyes to uh, what was mm. possible. The Americans yeah. can have a go, can't they? Yeah. Uh, After two years, I, ca I came back to England, and I'd met my wife when I was over there, with the lady who would become my wife in the future. But I went back to Rochford's, and I went into the sales division of Rochford's, going around all the different garden centers, florists, you name it, all over the southeast and um, through Oxfordshire of England, that a territory I was given. And it was a really fun period um, selling Rochford's houseplants. And don't you think all of us in life should spend a year selling? It's a pretty tough business, Steve, isn't it? It can be, yeah. If you if you have a really good product like I did, it was it's made a lot easier, and um, a good reputation is always you know makes it a lot easier for a salesperson because they can believe what they're selling. Yeah. And um, we were a little bit of a premium over the Dutch and the Danes at the time, but people by and large were willing to pay a little bit more for a better product. How long before you set off on your own? Well, I got married in 1982, and um, went to the states. The English language, you know, if you speak with an English accent, helps a little bit, doesn't it, in America? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's no question. I mean, I captured the vision of that you could do anything, which is what Americans always believe, sometimes to their detriment. But, um, in general, it makes you have a go at anything. Yeah. And um, so when I started my company, originally I called it British Indoor Gardens, and it worked a treat around Beverly Hills, you know, that, that market. And you're absolutely right. They love British accents, British service, British gardeners, your Chelsea Flower Show, etc. They think that we got really got it sorted. So it was a fairly easy to get work because I had the credentials and been fortunate enough to have good training. And um, so I went on and started, you know, the company. And after a few years, I decided to enter this awards competition for the whole United States. And I got a, basically what was equal to a silver. And I thought, oh, that was, and I had to fly to Houston, Texas for the awards banquet. And I thought, well, maybe I'm quite good at this. Maybe I should stick at it. So, <laughs> I think you were quite good at it, yes. 
So I, I did it for another 16 and a half years, and the team that we built together was really what made it successful. And um, we won a total of 94 national and statewide awards over the 16 and a half years together. So why come back then, Steve? I started thinking about the idea. I did Miss England. I'd also moved into a bit into large landscape projects. I did the Regent Beverly Wilshire Hotel, which you may know, and I'd done the exterior as well as interior and that, and things like that have been done over the years. And so I decided to come back to England because I felt there was an opportunity for big trees, etc., in landscape projects. And so we decided to come back in July 2000. My wife, you know, a couple of years before thought I was bonkers, but she decided in the end it was a good idea. And um, so I came back, and I, I initially I thought I'd do interior landscaping because that was that's what I really knew. But we decided that we'd go into growing big specimen trees, and so I, once again I had to start from scratch. Though this time, of course, I had a bit of money behind me because I'd sold the business in the states, and um, we had to learn how to grow big trees. I mean, you were pioneering in in UK terms. I mean, the big trees we accept to some extent now. But it's all a relatively new business, isn't it? I remember when I, the first day we opened in May 2001, we had to build for about a year or so. And um, some of the major players in this country all came along to have a look to see what was up. And they thought it was pretty crazy, really. <laughs> and at that time, I only had trees that were 9, 10 meters tall. And they thought I was a bit crazy on speculation to do such big trees. They would potentially buy that type of stock and grow it on a container's for people if they want to give them an order, but not on speculation. And about two years later, we went to trees up to 12 meters tall, 12, 13 meters tall, in fact, in up to 5,000 liter pots. And my team thought it was bonkers when we went to them. But the, the amazing thing is they did sell and do continue to sell to this day. So no longer do people think we're bonkers. They think there was a market for it. It's, a, it's definitely a very challenging market because the size of specimens you're moving. Can we give... Uh our listeners some indication of just how big some of those trees that you handle now are well i mean we got trees on the nursery as i said up to 30 meters tall in a 5,000 liter pot and once you untie them they'll be about six meters wide the biggest ones so they're not as wide as they've been if they hadn't been pruned but you have to keep it pruned you want a full tree anywhere good strong structure but um once it's planted in the ground, and it doesn't look unnatural at six meters wide, but it is, you know, a very strong full tree. And then if, within a few years, it'll fill out and be a lovely tree. They're challenging to move, um, but you have to have the right equipment to handle them and the experience, obviously, to move and lay down that tree, tie it up, and then load it in the truck and then reverse the whole process, getting out without damaging it. To put this in what I call old money, I mean, we're talking about 20 foot across in terms of mm. branches and these 5,000 yeah. litre pots what would they weigh? Um, the heaviest ones were like 6 tonnes so, so, um, so you've got one tree that's 20 foot wide that weighs up to 6 tonnes mm. and then you've got to pick that up and put it in a hole and plant it yeah that's the biggest ones we've got trees started 80 litre so we go all the way up there's an awful lot we sell in the thousand to three thousand liter mark that's our biggest you know in the big specimens yeah probably one to three thousand but we do have the big stuff especially cedars and up to five thousand liter and we've had people buy as many as four or even six of these big cedars so it's not like it's just an odd customer buys one and, yeah. and then back on the nursery you've got a very good demonstration area haven't you showing uh, 
how they're watered, how they're anchored, how mm-hmm. you move them, all that kinds of thing. It, is, is that open to customers? I mean, can customers... Oh, yeah. That's what it's for, so customers can, uh, can appreciate and understand how you anchor or support a tree that size. The trees in demonstration guard, not the biggest trees, but there's trees that are, you know, 50, 60 centimeter girl, I think the biggest one up there will be. So it gives an indication of what, you know, how to secure a tree that size. So a lot of people don't know how to. I mean, it's one of our biggest parts of our, what we do is delivery to tree pit because a lot of landscape contracts don't have the equipment, may not want to have the risk of off- offloading and placing that size tree themselves. And so they'll ask us if we'll do complete delivery to their tree pit. And that's um, become quite a good part of the business. Yeah, so I mean, on some occasions, you'll have to crane them over a roof or something, will you? Oh, yeah. And we'll crane the equipment over the roof, too, sometimes. You get into London Gardens. I mean, they want a big tree at the back end of it. The train can't reach that far. So we'll crane the equipment over first, then crane the trees over, and then the equipment will move the trees down the garden and plant them. And we'll be, we'll be taking the, the muck away in dumpy bags over the house all day long. <laughs> and it's quite amazing what you can do. Now, now you have a young lady, Fran, who I saw driving one of those forklifts with big trees on. I mean, she was like a ballet dancer with those trees. They just sort of <laughs> danced about. And she handles a lot of the transport, doesn't she? Yeah, she's logistics manager. And um, she's in charge of all the trucks. She's got Arctic licenses, licenses for the crane. She's got licenses that even I don't have with the equipment. And she's worked here about nine, ten years total. So, um She's very much an important part of the team, as many other people that work here are. I mean, whether it's sales, sales is headed up by Sarah, who's been here 12 years, and she's a um, third-generation nursery woman. And um, Carlos, who's nursery manager. I mean, my nursery team, both of them have got masters in horticulture, which is unusual in our industry. But um, they're both very good at running the nursery end of things. And yep. so we're very fortunate to have such a strong team. We'll have a picture of Fran moving one of those big trees on the nursery on our website sungardening.co.uk and and the joy of coming into your place apart from seeing everything done so well all the buildings done so well you know if i want to check a set of premises and to see how well it's run you go into the lavatory and if the lavatory's clean you can bet your life the place is man <laughs> why do you why do you laugh Steve? isn't that isn't that right you've got to worry about detail haven't you mm, well details everything isn't it especially it's how customers we deal with they want to I love that many years ago you know my wife wouldn't let me put sign like my trucks in the states and they were just white be honest with you and one finally she said okay you can spend the money on sign right in the trucks and you have people calling me and said your trucks are so clean she said, you must be very detailed. We must have you come and landscape our garden. And, um, you know, those type of little things, to certain people especially, are important. Now, I understand you're moving some big trees. For, uh, you had some big ones at Chelsea, but you're, you're moving some big ones up to uh, um, Birmingham or Chatsworth? RHS Chatsworth is a brand-new show that starts next week, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday. It goes through Sunday. And it's a new show for RHS at the big estate. And um, they've got the largest show garden, I think, or one of the largest show gardens ever built. It's 45 meters long. And Joe Thompson's doing it, and she selected these big specimen trees. And we sent three big truckloads, Arctic, Ridge and Drag, all sorts of stuff up there about 10 days ago with these big trees to place them all in the garden. 
and um, they've been building it ever since. I know they're planting it up now, all the small plants, the hardscape is done, they're just finishing the job. Steve, it's an absolute joy visiting your nursery. I hope to pop in soon. Uh, can you give us some indication, if, if somebody wants to buy a really good tree, where are you and how do they find you? We're at Junction 9 of the M1, which is just between Hemel Hempstead and Luton. So it's very easy to find. You just come off, go towards Dunstable, and we're the next turn on the left. And you can see it's on the A5. You can see all the trees along the A5. It's 20 acres of big containerized trees. Steve, I look forward to seeing you on your home ground fairly soon. Thanks very much for your help at Chelsea last week. I certainly look forward to a, a nice gentle visit to Majestic Trees. Thank you very much. Well, Steve has already mentioned the Chatsworth uh, RHS Flower Show, a brand new event. I hope and pray that those uh, single-lane roads cope with the traffic could be quite busy up there. I'm not sure whether or not I can make it. I hope I can. But one thing I am going to do on Saturday, I'm going to the uh, Capel Manor College where they have their annual Mayor's Day. All the mayors from London are invited to uh, look round the college gardens and they usually look pretty good. And I think it will be rather special because uh, the principal there, Professor Steve Dowbiggin, is going to retire after about 30 years, I think. Boy, that'll be a bit of a wrench for him. He's done a fantastic job there and they have quite a reputation. Thousands of students are taught the basics of horticulture and sent off into the industry. And really, Chelsea I like because you pick up all kinds of stories. You know, the enormous exhibit right in the centre of the pavilion is always built by the Hillier family. And John Hillier, I think he can give me a year or two, so he's uh, well in his 80s, was telling me that the first time he went to the show, he was a 13 or 14-year-old, and his dad, a very well-known nurseryman, had to speak to the headmaster to get a day off so that John could go to Chelsea. And when they got there, of course, exhibitors go straight in. They don't have to queue. And as they walked past the queue, his headmaster was standing in the queue. And all those years later, that's what John really remembers, how he did one on his headmaster on the way into Chelsea. But you get all kinds of horticultural tips and bits of information too. The Blackmore and Langdon boys from Bristol, boy, they can grow some beautiful delphiniums and begonias. And I don't think I've seen them show better delphiniums, and I've seen them for a good many years at a good many shows. Uh, and when I asked, you know, boy, they look good, they said, yes, when we lifted the pots to take them into the greenhouse uh, last February, they were so frozen that they couldn't pull weeds out the top. And that, of course, is the key to growing really good or forcing really good herbaceous flowers for shows. Peonies are much the same. If they have a really good freezing and then go into the greenhouse and a bit of warmth, boy, it's as if somebody's set fire underneath them. They just rocket into growth. And they were some absolutely stunning delphiniums. There were some great plants at the Chelsea Show, but those delphiniums I shall remember for a good time yet. Thanks again to our sponsors, Thompson and Morgan. And thanks to you for listening. We'll be back next Thursday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 